Granny Weatherwax was the most highly regarded of the leaders they didn't have. McGrath's hands shook slightly as they made the tea. It was a bit nerve-wracking to start one's working life as a village witch between Granny and, on the other side of the forest, Nanny Og. It had been her idea to form a local coven. She felt it was more, well, occult. To her amazement, the other two had agreed, or at least hadn't disagreed much. An oven? Nanny Og had said. What do we want to join an oven for? A coven jitter, Granny Weatherwax had explained. You know, like in the old days, a meeting. Anita, said Nanny Og hopefully. No dancing, Granny had warned. I don't hold with dancing or singing or getting overexcited or all that messing about with ointments and similar. That's good to get out though, said Nanny happily. A coach crashed through the trees at the forest edge, ran on two wheels for a few seconds, righted itself against all the laws of balance and rumbled on. The coachman, standing upright like a charioteer, pushed his hair out of his eyes and peered through the murk. No one lived up here, in the lap of the ramtops themselves. But there was a light ahead. By all that was merciful, there was a light there. An arrow buried itself in the coach roof behind him. Meanwhile... King Varence, monarch of L'Ancre, was making a discovery, that he was dead. He was, in fact, lying at the bottom of one of his own stairways in L'Ancre Castle, with a dagger in his back. He sat up, and was surprised to find that while someone he was certainly inclined to think of as himself was sitting up, something very much like his body remained lying on the floor. He also had to come to terms with the tall, thin figure standing beside him. Most of it was hidden in a hooded black robe, but the arm which extended from the folds to grip a large scythe was made of bone. When one is dead, there are things one instinctively recognises. Hello. Verence drew himself up to his full height, or what would have been his full height if that part of him to which the word height could have been applied was not lying stiff on the floor and facing a future in which only the word depth could be appropriate. Are you... Death, fellow, he barked. I have many names. Oh, so it was Felmet, the king said vaguely, looking at the figure lurking with obscene delight at the top of the stairs. My father said I should never let him get behind me. Death stood with his skull on one side, as though listening to some inner voice. As his hood fell away, the late king noticed that death resembled a polished skeleton in every way but one, his eye sockets glowed sky blue. Death sighed. I suppose no one mentioned anything to you, he hazarded. No premonitions, mad old soothsayers shouting things at you in the street. Death laid a hand on the king's shoulder. The fact is, I'm afraid, you're due to become a ghost. Don't let it upset you. Varence watched his own corpse being carried reverentially from the hall. I'll try, he said, but I don't think I'll be up to all that business with the white sheets and the chains. Do I have to walk around moaning? Death shrugged. Not if you don't want to. He turned on his heel, put his scythe over his shoulder and started to walk out of the hall through the wall. I say, hold on there, shouted Varence, running after him. He found Death fiddling with the girths of a large white horse standing on the battlements. It was wearing a nose bag. You can't leave me like this, he said. Death turned to him. I can, 
You're undead, you see. But don't worry, it won't be forever. Only until you have fulfilled your destiny, I assume, these things generally become apparent. And until then I have to haunt this place. King Varentz stared around at the drafty battlements. All alone, I suppose. Won't anyone be able to see me? Oh, the psychically inclined. And cats, of course. I hate cats. Death's face became a little stiffer, if that were possible. The blue glow in his eye sockets flickered red for an instant. I see. The tone suggested that death was too good for cat-haters. You like great big dogs, I imagine. But Varenz had suddenly vanished into the wall. Don't mind me, will you? said death peevishly. He looked around him.